And welcome everybody to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are live on YouTube right now. Thank you very much for being here this week. We do have a special guest coming up in just a moment. We're going to be talking to uh, Unbound Underground, and she is from Nevada, USA. We've had her on the show before as a guest, and we're going to do a catch-up episode with her today. She's been doing a lot of investigating down there in the U.S., and uh, we are going to talk to her today about some of the locations and interesting things she's been doing lately in the paranormal world. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We are live on YouTube. Uh, thank you very much also for subscribing. We've noticed we had a bunch of new subscribers lately. Uh, thank you so much for doing that, and also don't forget to like our videos and follow us on our other social media platforms on facebook we're on twitter we're also on instagram as well so don't forget to check out those platforms and follow us over there also uh, but thank you so much and uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button here on our youtube channel we appreciate that very much it helps us out a lot and also don't forget to check out our official website which is hauntinglivepodcast.com we have a lot of stuff on there as well all of our past episodes are posted there along with uh, our youtube features that we offer there as well on youtube so uh, check out hauntinglivepodcast.com also for public events that we do check out our upcoming events page and our merch page as well we have a lot of great deals on our merch on our page right now for christmas so go check out hauntinglivepodcast.com if you get a chance uh, but with that, uh, today is our podcast day, so thank you very much for tuning in here. And uh, we do have a special guest coming up here. Uh, let's just bring her right on and have a talk with uh, Caitlin today. Hi, Caitlin. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Trevor? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being here and joining us on Haunting Live Podcast this week. Uh, we've had you on a few times before in the past, and I uh, always love having you on here on the show to talk about paranormal stuff. And that's what we're going to do today here as well, is talk a little bit about what you've been up to lately in the paranormal world. So what have you been doing lately that you want to talk about here on Haunting Live? Well, I have been, for the most part, adventuring. Adventuring and really trying to get out there mediumship wise and connect with, you know, anybody who needs to feel a little connection during this time of year. Yeah, this time of year is hard to get out there, especially to do paranormal work, especially with COVID and stuff being out there still. Um, that's one thing that we haven't been able to do is get back out into the paranormal investigation side of things. So it's great that you guys are able to do that out there as well. I know that you recently told me you've been to a few famous locations and, uh, that's been really cool to get to and investigate those locations. One location that you've been to recently is uh, Bobby Mackey's in Kentucky. So uh, talk about that yes. for a little bit. How did you get into that location? Wow. Bobby Mackey's Music World is in Wilder, Kentucky. And I first saw them on an episode was on one of the paranormal shows. The first time I heard about Bobby Mackey's. 
And what really caught my ear was country music. It's America's last great honky tonk. So I was like, okay, I love country music. I want to go there. But then I was like, oh yeah, but it's known for being haunted as well. <laughs> so then that's the double whammy, right? So I've been thinking about it for a few years and I'm the type of person who will talk myself out of things. But this time I just decided, okay, I'm going. I booked my tickets and I had planned on going on my own just by myself to do the investigation. But thank goodness, in retrospect, my neighbor and her friend joined me on the investigation. When we got there, when we first got there and pulled up, just the look of Bobby Mackey's at night before they lock you in is so menacing. <laughs> I told them, I was like, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. There's not a lot, a lot of things that scare me anymore. But had I been there alone, I don't know if I would have been brave enough to be like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, well, you know, it's famously called the Porn of the Hell, obviously by the TV show that it was known for being on. Um, yeah. So that's, I think, where you saw it from as well. And um, what was the energy like then? Like, is there a lot of, before you even walk into the building, you're just mentioning that there's a lot of energy to the property. So what did you feel walking onto the property, first of all? There is. It was very interesting because even though you hear about these famous places over and over again and everyone has their story and account from the location, I try to go in as, you know, put that out of my mind before I go and have my own experience. I felt the bulk of the energy around the outside of the building. So it's a right up against some train tracks and then it goes over the hill and there's an industrial area going into Cincinnati. So it was very eerie, the feeling on the outside. When I got inside, I really didn't feel much for a bulk of the time, but there's a reason for that that I'll mention later. The reason why I think I didn't feel much on the inside of the building um, has to do, I think, with the spirit that I encountered towards the end of our investigation. Yeah, so I think it is on the outskirts of town, as I remember right from the location. So it sounds kind of like an industrial area then? It goes right over, it's right up the hill from an industrial area, like a packaging kind of area. But it's right along the train tracks, and I think it's, there's like a little, there's trees and things. I don't know if it's an actual wooded area or not, but it is out there by itself. Yeah, that's kind of creepy by itself for a building to be out there like you think a club would be kind of like more in town where people can have easy access to it not having to go outside of town to get to a club just to go listen to music and stuff on whatever yeah. night you go um so what happened next then did you guys um feel any interpretation going into the place or was there any kind of nervousness on your part like okay i don't really want to enter here or there was but it was before we even entered the building so when we pulled up and we first saw the Bobby Mackey's sign on the building, you're imagining pulling up to a hotel or any venue pretty much that's still in business. The sign will be lit, even if it's an old sign, right? The sign wasn't even lit and it was dark. It just looks so menacing. We kept driving past it because the feeling that hit us in the gut was like, oh no, what have, what have we gotten ourselves into, right? So we went over the hill and as we're cresting the hill, my friend goes, I need to get White Castle. Just out of the blue, she just blurts that out. Blurts that out. She's like, I need comfort food. I've never needed comfort food more than right now. 
So as soon as we got to the other side of the hill and none of us had ever been there before, there was a white castle sitting there on the side of the road. We pulled in there. My friend ordered her cheeseburgers and she was stress eating because we're about to go be locked down. <laughs> so we all stress ate. We went over the hill and we met the lady that was letting us in, paid the fee and all of that. And they just give you a brief walk around. They take you downstairs. Um, they're, they don't tell many more ghost stories. They kind of tell you what they think is real and fake, you know, as far as what you may have heard. And then they leave you. <laughs> so I'm good walking to them like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you're building up your bravery. And then she goes, okay, I will see you guys in the morning. So as soon as she said, we'll see you guys in the morning, it took everything in me not to chase after her, <laughs> right? So as soon as the door shut though, you go into investigative mode, you know, you put your blinders on, you set up your equipment. Um, we set up the equipment initially in the bar area and near the dance floor and the stage. Um, initially, we didn't really capture anything. We tried the spirit box, which I usually have really good luck with, and nothing came through. And I started feeling like a real emptiness in the upstairs of the building. So we didn't waste any more of our time there. We went down into the basement. And in the basement, you could feel a lot more energy. And that is towards the back lower side of the building near like the wooded area. So we're investigating, but also the women I went with aren't very, they haven't been investigating paranormal very long. They just joined me at the Washoe Club and had such an amazing experience. They wanted to join me on this one. So I was a little... Um, preoccupied spiritually trying to protect them because I could feel some negative things in the basement. So it wasn't tuning in to what was there as much, but we did capture um, like a mist coming from one of the rooms that the woman who gave us the initial um, tour said that there's a negative entity. I didn't necessarily feel any negative energy along with this mist. But it's a pretty cool capture. And we stayed down there for a bit. But was, but what was hilarious, how they say most paranormal things have a rational explanation. As, I, as we're walking back out the building, I just pulled the door open slowly. And I peeked out. And I hear these teenagers screaming. I had no idea what these teenagers had pulled in. And they were watching the door because they saw it open. So when I peeked my head out, you hear them going, what is that? What is that? and they floored it out of the parking lot and up the hill. So I am somebody's ghost story now. <laughs> but that, so that was hilarious. So we, we, we did upstairs first, then downstairs. When we went back upstairs, you know, part of what we do is just connecting with the spirit. So it's not so much trying to capture the spirit. So we turned on some country music. We went out on the dance floor. We were dancing, asking the spirits that were there to join us if they wanted to dance. So we captured quite a bit of orbs and things throughout the night dancing with us. We got some connect cam footage of um, a spirit looking like it was actually doing like the old fashioned. I don't know if you know what clogging is. It's an old folk style of dancing. And just random little captures like that throughout the night. Um, we did capture a female's voice, disembodied voice. 
while we were doing the spirit box, we had it just set up on the bar and we were in the dance floor area and we could hear her speaking audibly, but she wouldn't come forward. And that went on for about 20 minutes. Um, we never really connected with her. She was kind of a timid, probably timid in life spirit, but we all did capture that on our video cameras and things. No, I didn't really. I do know there was supposed to be a female spirit that's famous for being there. Do you think that was the spirit that you were talking to? Well, <laughs> see, this is how aloof I am, Trevor. Until you said that, I did not even think that. Because, like I said, I'm just there trying to be in the moment and, you know, try not to give too much stock into what other people have said, you know. It very well could have been, you know, but she came, she was very timid wouldn't step forward. She did um, mention that something about men being dangerous and women being less dangerous than men when we we're trying to tell her to step forward, you know, we're women, we're not gonna hurt you type of thing. But yeah, I didn't even put two and two together until right now. Very, very well could have been, she didn't give us a name or anything like that. So we just stick with what we have. Yeah, so there's nothing you can connect it to, to a name or anything like that. You're just feeling the energy that was there presenting itself. Yeah, and yeah. she was speaking. So even my friends who aren't mediums at all, they could hear her speaking. They actually heard her first and told me about it. And we sat down and we, knew, we, could, we could visualize where she was sitting at the bar, but she wouldn't come like around the corner. Yeah, well, at least she had some interesting audio captured there then, like, it was actually physical disembodied voice yeah. that you heard, not just a EVP, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So what did you guys do next then? Did you guys get to go downstairs to the well area and investigate that location also? Yeah, we went back down there and we took pictures towards the end of the night. Um, again, I didn't really feel much down there when we were down there. That's not saying that there's not normally things there. It's just when we were down there, there wasn't much activity. Um, there was some orb activity, but then again, down there is um, dirt floors. So it's very hard to distinguish in that case, because we were kicking up so much dust and dirt. You know, there's so many orbs. It's like, is that, that looks like dust. That looks like dirt. That could be something. So we just, we just choose the evidence that's really in your face versus anything that you could question or possibly explain some other way. And we also didn't receive any communications down there in the lower floor. At first, when we went upstairs oh. is where I connected with the spirit that I mentioned earlier, who I think is the reason you don't feel much in the building. And I can't confirm that because he didn't outright say it to me but when we went upstairs um there was a, like a i don't know if it was a caretaker of the property but there was a man that used to live on the property there and we went up into his old room and i was very stunned then that he stepped forward almost immediately and through my mediumship he started communicating and his presence was so strong that I feel like I got a real sense of like the type of man 
I, I, not the type of, well, I guess the type of man or his personality, his energy came off as very, very similar to mine. <laughs> that might be why I hit it off so well with this spirit. It was kind of like a socially awkward, a little nervous kind of presence, but very humble and sincere. So Bobby Mackey's is also known for having this man that I feel I connected with undergo an exorcism there while he was still living there. And I don't know anything about it beyond that. But one of the questions I did ask him was, um, were the things that you experienced here real or were they in your mind? And he said both. So he said there are negative things that were there, but they made him think more of it in his mind. So I can identify with that also having had an attachment before in my lifetime. So because we were in his room where he lived, I kind of just let him speak and say everything he wanted to say. And we were just asking him questions about different artifacts he had up in his room. And he was just answering questions. But I was stunned at the fact that even though he had negative experiences there, he was still there. I'm not saying he's stuck there or that he resides there still. But the feeling I got from him was, I was saying I didn't feel anything negative inside the building. I have a feeling that he's kind of standing guard because he experienced those negative things that were there in life, that now that he is on an equal playing field with them, he kind of keeps the place safe for other people. That's good to know, yeah. Um, I have heard of that story before, obviously that was one of the focuses of the series it was on, and um, I believe his name was Carl, if I remember right. Um, yeah. He was the one that lived upstairs, caretaker, and yes, he was, um, they did perform an exorcism on him, according to history, mm -hmm. so um, that's one thing that did happen, I think. And do you think that has, you think that he's more like a protector of the place now, so he's not sort of causing any issues, but he's more there to protect the area? I really think he's protecting the area because I'm very sensitive, especially to negative energy because I've had negative energies attached to me in the past. So for me not to feel anything in this place that is known for its negative entities was shocking until I ran into him. And that makes total sense to me. And just the vibe I got from his personality or his spirit, like he cares for this place and the people here and he doesn't want them to suffer in life like he did at the hands of whatever's there. So I feel like they just hang out on the outskirts looking for an inn. But when he's there, you know, if he's there all the time or every now and then, I feel like he protects it. So like standing guard. Did he communicate to you at all when you were connecting with him? Did he communicate that, yes, there may be negative energies there also then? Yeah, he did. He didn't confirm that they were there at the time, but that his time there, his encounters with the negative entities were, it was real. It wasn't just in his mind. They were actual, they were actually there. 
So what did you wind up um, concluding then at that location then after your investigation? What was your final thoughts on it? My final thoughts were I could cross it off my bucket list. Um, I can't speak for anybody's experiences except for mine. My experience for the most part was positive. I mean, it wasn't over the top saturated with spirits. Um, the contact I made with Carl was pretty profound, pretty in your face. And it was just very cool to see that he's still invested in the place. You know, you can tell that he loved it. He has some kind of connection and that he's good. He is in a good place. Cause I did ask him that too, because that's one thing you wonder when people have struggled like that in their life is if they're okay and at like peace, you know, they found peace. And he said, he, he, he didn't say, yes, I have. He said, we all do eventually. We all do find peace eventually. So that was a beautiful sentiment. And I just thanked all the spirits that were there that took the time to interact or come forward, you know? So I think it's just a very cool property. The country music, I went back the next night for the country music. Bobby Mackey, his country music really can't be beat. So anybody who's interested in going to try to have a paranormal experience, I would encourage them to stay for the music also because the whole experience combined just blew my mind. Probably once in a lifetime, I'm already like hoping I can go back soon. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome I, uh, that you had a great time and um, you countered some of the energies at the location as well. At least you didn't run into too many negative energies there. And at least you got to talk yeah. to uh, Carl as well to see what his energy is like also. So, Yeah, we, we did run into maybe one spirit that wasn't, I don't think, totally negative, but kind of naughty. But it wasn't my experience. That's why I wasn't going to just share it, you know, but it's worth mentioning because my friends haven't had a lot of um, experience. Like I said, one of them was coming out of the bathroom and she was something closed her in the door. So pushed the swinging door shut on her, eased her between the frame. And then later in the evening, that same door was being propped open by an unseen force, which we do have on camera. And when my friend went to close it, as she was reaching for it, it slammed shut. So, you know, something played with my friends a bit, but overall a good experience no that's good that you were able to actually have somebody there with you also to experience the same things and maybe have their own experiences too so yeah um, definitely recommend people go check that out if they get a chance to if they're in kentucky area and they want to go and see bobby mackey's like you said for the spirits definitely. as well as the music so um that's the place i've always been interested in checking out as well if we get a chance to go down there too so um thank yeah, you for sharing it not in the area if you have any interest in going there just go because it will not disappoint <laughs> yeah no, no disappointment on your part you sound like you had a great time there so yes. um so another place that you just told me about as well that you're on your trip recently you did a little touring trip and you got to see uh, Bobby Mackey's but you also stopped at another famous location uh, which is Graceland so um, tell us a little bit about that experience <laughs> oh my gosh Elvis most beautiful man <laughs> ever created in my opinion 
that was an amazing trip also because I've always been an Elvis fan, but my neighbor that went with me, one of the two women who go along with me now since their Washoe Club experience, she is a total fanatic. So when she found out I was going to Bobby Mackey's, she just mentioned, hey, why don't we go to Graceland? Because that's on her bucket list and road trip up. So I just, okay, I'll go along with that. You know, I'm always down to have more fun than I planned on having. So we went and it's so funny because I think to the majority of people who know Elvis, which is probably almost everybody, (laughs) we think of him as this larger than life character or man, right? And it was so interesting when we went to Graceland that you really feel him as a person, as just a man and, you know, a family man. And that was very, very, I don't know, awesome to see because you feel like you connect with him on a human level. And just, it's just so interesting because we make these people celebrities and things like that into something beyond a person you know and so but this Graceland shows pictures of his family the house the way it was so the whole time I was walking through the tour I just kept telling him in my mind right just trying to connect with him saying thank you for allowing me to be in your home you know I'm here with respect all of these things and I have to be honest because I am such an Elvis fan the whole time I was walking through I kept asking my guides, is he here? Is he around? (laughs) You know, my guides actually, they claim they didn't get mad at me, but they got mad at me. (laughs) They told me, yeah, they told me, we're not going to be on Elvis watch all day. (laughs) So I was like, okay. So I told them, I will try to connect with him if he's around at all on my own, right? So I wasn't really expecting to connect with Elvis or any spirit there. I was just in awe seeing all these cool things in his house and the jungle room, which is mega famous. And I was standing there at the jungle room, like, if you're here, I know you'd be hanging out in this room. I would be hanging out in this room. Can you come say hi? Nothing, you know, <laughs> no spirit. So I was finishing up the tour and I finally met up with my friends because we all got separated going at our own pace. I don't have a long attention span, so I'll look and move on. My friend was reading every artifact because she's a super fan. So I was waiting and we got down to the racquetball room, which is just a racquetball. I don't know if you've seen, it's just like a wood floor, a flat wall and a glass wall. So I'm waiting for them so we can go towards the tail end. We're standing there, all three of us, one of them still had their headset on. And we're just overcome with chills, all of us. And they don't normally pick up on anything like that. And so I'm looking at my friend and she's looking at me because she knows I can communicate with spirit. And I was just shaking my head. I was like, no way, you know, no way this is Elvis. You know, if it is, we're making this up in our own mind. And she goes, ask, just ask. So we're standing there, we're lit up with goosebumps. And I just said, Elvis, is this you? Which I'm thinking still wishful thinking, right? And the spirit came forward and said, only one. I'm like, only one? Like, is that like one and only? The one and only Elvis? So me and my friends are like standing there screaming together. 
trying to tell our friend who's still wearing her headphones, take your headphones off. We're in the presence of Elvis, right? And so she's like, what, what? And we didn't want to scream, blurt it out for everyone to hear because like, okay, those ladies are, you know. <laughs> so we walk out the door and we're telling our other friend, she's like, oh, I felt something, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know what you guys were talking about because I was listening to the audio still. And so I was like, the spirit, this is what they said. They didn't say I am Elvis, you know. We kept walking and that feeling got getting stronger and stronger. My friend just started crying all of a sudden. And she's the one that's a fanatic. And she's like, I feel it. This has to be him because it's such a strong spirit. And I said, I can't say either way, but this is some spirit. And they did communicate with us. And we don't know the layout of the land there. And so we're walking with these chills. We walk up the top and there's his meditation garden. And right on the other side of that is, you know, his resting place. So it was like, wow, seeing that. And so we just kind of sat around the edge and we're just giving our thanks. And I was communicating in case that spirit was still there because I could still feel it. And I was just saying, thank you. Just profusely. Thank you. Um, we, I recognize you as a man, you know, cause I could really feel the sense of him just being, even for him to say the only one, it was just kind of him acknowledging us is how it felt for being so respectful and seeing him as a man and not even trying to exploit, you know, further, just acknowledging him and, you know, everything he loved, his family. And so I'm standing there um, and I just asked, do you have any further messages before we move on? We just thank you. And one last message came across and it gives me chicken skin still. And I was going to keep it because I told the girls that were with me I said this is just for us between us because no one else is going to believe it in the world I said and we don't care if they do because this is our experience but he did come one come through one more time with automatic writing and he said may love be yours to you and then he named the two women I was with and then basically <laughs> not signed off but that was his last message and then we got on the tour bus and went back over to the gift shop. It was pretty amazing though. Because there was no sense of celebrity. It just felt like another spirit. But I couldn't get over how humble of a man the spirit was. Yeah, he must have been quite the person when he was alive just to be enduring all what he endured as a celebrity, but also to have the other side of him as well. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I've never been there, but I'm assuming in the museum in his home that they have, like you said, everything laid out to what he did as a family person as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's amazing. I'm glad you had those experiences and um, they sound so amazing that you went through that spiritual journey too. So something that you're you're close to that you're that you like as well right like you said you're mm -hmm. a fan as well so it must have been a yes. great experience just to make that connection so but uh thank you so much for coming on today and talking about your recent experiences um what else have you been doing um what else have you been doing lately in uh the paranormal world besides uh some investigation work have you been doing anything uh business-wise as well or I've really been focusing on the mediumship side of my business. So I've been trying to connect on more on a local basis here in my local area, which I haven't really done in the past. So just telling people what I'm all about. I've been going to the small little 
craft fairs and things in the area, giving one-on-one -on -one readings or selling gift cards for the Christmas season. It's been really neat because part of spirit is um, the people who need you find you or you're put in their path. And that has never ceased to, you know, amaze me. The interactions that I have with people and it's just amazing and it makes everything worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's great to I make those connections recently, too, yeah. Oh yeah, I also recently launched my little Etsy store to house, I don't know if I've ever mentioned to you before, the spirit art that I do. It's just a byproduct of my mediumship, but they're starting to really like stack up. So I need to figure out a way to just move them along, rehome them. <laughs> So I've been working on that as far as my business goes as well. No, that's cool. I didn't know that you did uh, spirit drawings as well. So is that something that yeah. people can contact you for? Do you offer that like as a direct service as well? Or? Um, I do do um, commissioned artworks, but because it is directly from the spirit, I can't really commission it as normal artwork as, where, as far as choosing colors or subject matter. It's whatever message spirit wants to put in a artwork piece for you. So it's really how I give back to spirit. Um, I discovered that I could do that with them. Through my automatic writing, I noticed that they would doodle a lot or they would convey a symbol for me to use somehow. So I asked them one day, like, would you like to do artwork? So, you know, I figured they, expend so much of their energy to come forward and give people messages and things like that. And they help so much that I wanted to give them a tangible experience. So it's just like giving them a little taste of our physical world for however long it takes to do the artwork. And it's exciting because I get to know my guides more by doing that. Or when I do artwork at haunted locations, a lot of times the spirits will do their own, um, self-portrait I guess so you get kind of a a vague picture of what they look like at least the color of their hair and things like that no that's really cool that you can do that on location too that way you can kind of see the spirit that you're talking to so yeah no that's cool well thank you so much Caitlin for being here today I appreciate that very much and um like I said we had you on in the past a few times already so it's really welcome yeah. Uh, really wonderful to have you back on again today, too, to talk about your recent experiences at uh, Bobby Mackey's and also Graceland, too. They sound really amazing. And um, if anybody's interested in checking out uh, some previous episodes that she's been on with us, uh, we did a live investigation with her at the famous Washoe Club uh, a few months back there. So um, you can check that out on our Haunted Life podcast page here on YouTube or on the podcast apps. You can listen to that investigation also. And um, that was really fun to do because we were connected live here in Ontario yeah. and she was down in the Washoe Club at live in person. And I was, was able to do an on the spot kind of EVP session through the internet. That, that was really cool. So I think we should do something like that again sometime. So that would be a blast. Yeah. Um, so anyways, again, thank you so much for being here, uh, Caitlin. I appreciate you taking your time today out of your schedule to Thanks talk a little bit me. about your recent adventures and uh, share some of your experiences, especially at Bobby Mackey's. That sounds really cool. So uh, cool. thank you for being here.
and have a great rest of your weekend. So. Thank you. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Caitlin from Unbound Underground. Uh, thank you very much again for being here on Haunting Live Podcast. I uh, appreciate her taking her time out and joining us here today. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, we are live on YouTube each and every Sunday at 4 o'clock with a new paranormal guest to interview somebody in the paranormal field, whether that be paranormal investigation work like today. We had a great guest on talking about her work. And um, our main topic, though, is mediumship. So usually we have somebody talking about what they do in the mediumship field community with spirit directly so um thank you guys so much for tuning in today um thank you also for checking us out here on social media don't forget to follow us on facebook and also on youtube here we are also on twitter and instagram as well so follow us over on those platforms also we appreciate it very much um, but with that guys take care have a great rest of your week and we'll see you right back here next week for our next live haunting live podcast and special guest next week take care guys I have been a medium or an intuitive person any of my family can remember. When I started talking, it wasn't always to people who were in the room. Well, I started off as revealing light tarot. I've um, moved more over the last four years, um, astrology and spiritualism. In a way, spiritualism goes back to my roots. I suppose my first gift I had, and I thought everybody knew, I thought this is a really bad one. I always knew when people were not telling the truth. And I thought everybody could do that. It was a bit of a shock afterwards when I found out that actually what I was doing, I was, I was tapping into something else. So when I was a very young kid, I actually used to see some orbs in my room and dark, dark figures, and I, I was very afraid of the dark. It was right when I had like one computer in my house. Um, and I would go on and I'd Google ghosts and like look into it to see, understand them, but I would also get very freaked out.